If you're a pastor, elder, deacon, nonprofit board member, or business owner, I need you to listen to this. K&K Furnishings needs to be on your shortlist. K&K Furnishings are committed to helping you find the right furnishings for your church or organization. These guys specialize in quality worship seating, welcome centers, cafes, nurseries, classrooms, as well as stage and podium furnishings. The two owners have over 70 years of combined pastoral experience, so not only will every transaction be handled with integrity and professionalism, but they have the experience to provide you with the perfect solutions for your furniture needs, and they absolutely understand your budget constraints and demands. K&K Furnishings are devoted to providing you quality pieces that save you money. They can do this because they don't have the overhead of a brick and mortar store and they have relationships with over 200 manufacturers nationwide. Look, we all know there's a lot of junk out there. K&K understands that many times bargains aren't true money savers. They end up costing you more in the long run. At K&K, they believe that quality furnishings don't have to be outrageously expensive. And here's the best part. K&K Furnishings sells nationally and can also provide in-person consultations in Michigan, Ohio, and Indiana. If you can't meet in person, they'd be happy to set up a Zoom consultation for you today. So whatever your next project is, whether it's your home office or your church sanctuary, K&K Furnishings is the only place you need to look. Go to www.kkfurnishings.com to see how they can help you or call 567-318-4520. That's www.kkfurnishings.com or call 567-318-4520 or click on the link in the description of this episode. K&K Furnishings, furnishing business, education, worship, and hospitality for the glory of God. Hey guys, before we get into this week's episode, I got to tell you about Jacob's Supply. Jacob's Supply is the place you got to go for all of your material needs. These guys bring you construction supplies and appliances for up to 50% off retail price, all brand new. Your home builder needs some lumber? Jacob's Supply has you covered. You a deacon at your church and you're in charge of that next Narthex floor job? Jacob's Supply has got you. Heck, they got Cortec Luxury Vinyl Plank right now for $3.59 a square foot. Go look that stuff up at Lowe's or Home Depot, man. That stuff is selling for $7 to $8 a square Square foot. That's over 50% off retail. Even if you just have some home projects you're working on, Jacob Supply is the place for you. I just built an outdoor grilling area this spring for that old smoker and grill. Guess where I got the metal roof, lumber, and screws? Yeah, that's right, Jacob Supply. Looking for a fridge, stove, washer, dryer? They got them all, and their name brand. Samsung, Bosch, Frigidaire, all 20, 30, 40% off retail. Brand new and ready for you. Located in Temperance, Michigan, it's worth it to stop by even if you're a few hours away. And remember, Jacob Supply can ship products nationally too. So even if you're out of state, you gotta check them out. Follow them on Facebook at Jacob Supply or call them direct at 734-224-0978. That's 734-224-0978. 0978. Remember, Jacob Supply, quality building materials at wholesale prices. And now, on to the show. Yeah, baby. I like it. There it is. Yeah. I always, I always want to come in a little bit early on that. You should, man. I, I don't know. I like it. I Kinda, think there's you there's, leave it hanging out there for I us. I know, I know. There, well, there's those uh, there's those intros that they play a tune and mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. it's more of a morning show touch. But you know they'll they'll start talking. They'll start hey, and over there at the news desk we got blah blah blah. We'll figure blah, it blah, out. Blah, blah. <laughs> you know we need to add somebody. I started. What if we added the news desk? Somebody just news. sitting right over there off camera. We're just like, hey, Tom, <laughs> what do we got going on over there? And he's but like, we, oh, man, we watch out the- on I-75 South. <laughs> Can we Bad still play stuff. Newsy News? Well, yeah. That's my favorite part news. pressing the Newsy News button. Yeah, we'll let Tom take care of Newsy News, though. You know, we just, <laughs> right? we just do the awesome stuff. Now over to you, Tom. <laughs> 
<laughs> hey, Tom, what about those aliens? <laughs> oh, Wait, in, in uh, oh, I don't know, man. the Nephilim the, the, from Genesis it, 6. Is it Nephilim or is it Nephilim? I don't I've heard know. it said both ways. I know, man. I I'm really bad with my uh, with my uh, like pronunciation pronunciation oh, sometimes. Too. I lived in the south, then I lived up in the northeast on Martha's mm-hmm. Vineyard, mm-hmm. and then I lived in uh, Kansas City, Missouri, and I lived in D.C. So like Jeez. I have all these different you know kind of uh, accents, kind of accents like from all over stuff. the place. Yeah, and and it's really funny. Whenever we used to tour, I would go to those different places, and that accent would come out for some reason. Right, it was really weird. But you know what? <laughs> What's, what's really funny up here in Michigan? What's we that? say milk. Yes. Hello. Yep. And even even like Detroit, it comes out a little bit different out of out of some people's mouths. How do you say Detroit? My well, I say Detroit. 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 I just said Detroit. So I say, but I do. Detroit. Detroit. So I say more of a. You probably say you say it right. I don't. I mean, I probably don't. I definitely say milk wrong. My sister constantly makes fun of me yeah when i say milk with an e like m-e uh-huh. okay milk and then she yep. makes fun of me and she always corrects me when i say both like it has an uh, l in it what well, a both you I say both both like b-o-l-t-h you know something else we do up here in the north is put an s on um like I, myers i don't do that because kroger's I that. walmart's walmart's myers yeah and it's just mcdonald's Meyer. mcdonald's yeah oh wait mcdonald's is Oh, that's, is it? That's us? right. Oh, I you got it. me. <laughs> Taco Bells. No, we don't say that. <laughs> I y'all want to go down to the Taco Bells? There we go again with the Southern accent. Yeah, right. No. I always feel bad for like uh, Claude Ramsey and like Bigfoot yeah, uh, yeah, Revival yeah. and all those guys that are down south. Uh-huh. And then every time we do a stupid voice, it's right. always a Southern then, guy. <laughs> yeah, right. Sorry, guys. We love Sorry. you. Yeah, we do. We, lo- we, we try. We try. Yeah, but uh, have you ever done the thing where you're reading a book and you don't know the word, so mm-hmm. and you don't know how to pronounce it, so you just make up a, a word in your head of what that word is, or like a weird yeah. name, and you don't feel like sounding it out? I've literally read books where I've just made up the name for a character because I didn't know how, and I didn't feel like looking it up or so, saying how to pronounce it in my head, so I just name it my own thing. So do you have a dictionary next to you whenever you read a book? I Because no. I don't. I don't. No. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know facetious? if people are out there. Well, no, no, no. no, no, no. You read a lot more than me. So I was just I wondering if you were like one of those guys that has no. the, you know, like you, because there's some people out there that are just like, I, I have to know what this means, you know, to like right. get to the next sentence. I got to know what this word means, you know. No, I, but, ba- uh, I basically uh, just make something up. Because gotcha. I'm the only one reading it, yeah, unless yeah. it's like a like a term that I need to know. But right. usually it's like the name of a person, uh-huh. or if it's some weird name of a city, and I don't feel like looking up how to say it in my head. Yeah, I'm like I'm the only one reading it. Yeah, starts with an M. Gotcha. I'm just gonna call it Maryland. Right. It could be like Mar Marposiala or something, and I'm like I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna whatever that M word. I'm city. always afraid that somebody is gonna. <laughs> Kind of like, you know, question me, like if I really did read something. Right. So like, you know, if, if I'm reading, if I'm reading a book, I really have to remember this one little thing and I never do, but you know, it's like, it's the effort, right? It's the, it's the thought now, that counts sometimes. I usually read books now, like not fiction, but like if it's a reference book or if it's something that's on like theology or doctrine mm-hmm. or politics or something that's, you know, I do read with a highlighter gotcha. and I do speed read. I really? will, I will skip out, you know, I'm, 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 Speed reading. I I didn't know this was speed reading, but I guess that's what it is. So my eyes go to like main words that 
mean something, and then I'll read those lines behind it, pick up the gist of it, highlight that, and then skip. If it's a personal antidote, I'll skip it. If it's hmm. like back history and it's like, you know, the author that's giving me a half a chapter on his childhood that has nothing to do with what, what I need to learn about, yeah. I skip it. And hmm. I just highlight. So my books are all marked up to where it's like I can turn back to it and go, okay, that was the chunk that I wanted gotcha. to take away from. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you really you get rid of a lot of the fluff in a book. Mm-hmm. Like most authors will do that, you know, a book that's even on theology, 20% of it just might be stuff that I don't, I don't need to know. Don't need. Yeah. The reason you came to learn this was because of this that happened in your childhood. Right. Just give me the thing I need to learn about. No, for sure. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's kind of a selfish way to read, but it's like, I don't have enough time. Right, right. It, you know, well, well, it it gets a little difficult when you get a thousand page book, you know, by Gary Demar, and it's like, man, I love all this for <laughs> right, sure. Right, this right. is great, but this is going to take me forever. But it, I mean, I love Gary Demar's books. By the way, everyone should go to American Vision there and you go. purchase. Shout out Gary Demar. Yeah, there's there's many good books Uncle on American Gary. Vision for but sure. This kind of leads us into what we're going to talk about tonight yeah. is censorship and tech censorship. And now we're seeing books getting censored, but a lot of tech censorship on um, on Facebook and mm-hmm. YouTube, especially for Christians, conservatives. And we just wanted to talk about that yeah. uh, tonight. So I think, yeah, tech censorship is uh, what we're talking about. Yeah. So this was something that has been happening lately. I think this has been happening for a while, but I think about a year ago, people probably started talking about it a little bit more, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, probably uh, within the last year, year and a half for sure. Yeah, so uh, the the conversation is going to go towards big tech censorship and suppression. Yeah, which is happening a lot. It is. We're and seeing it more and more for sure. We definitely are. And, you know, it's it's like you, you see a president of the United States get kicked off of a platform. Sure. And which, you know, it's you can still argue the point. And we are probably going to get into this a little bit. Okay. Google, Facebook, Twitter are still private companies, right? Sure. So for them to kick someone off of their platform is... But are they though? That's the question too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But are they, should they be? Right. Uh, and that's the that's the that's the issue because because utility are companies we, aren't private exactly quasi private public yeah yeah we go everyone needs water mm-hmm. everyone needs LP gas everyone needs electricity yeah so we have regulated the government mm-hmm. has regulated those private industries to make them private public there's an argument to be made that maybe the internet is the next utility that needs to be public yeah yeah because we use it for everything and that goes into the common carrier law I don't yeah. know. Um, I mean, you know, from just say Southwest is just like, I don't like the way Greg looks, right. so he's not going to be able to fly on our plane. That's happened before, you know, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. aren't you on that list? No, I'm joking. Um, are you a Christian conservative that believes in life? <laughs> yeah, right. It believes in life after death. Get off this plane. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, it, it, you know, I, it's it's getting to that point where is Facebook something? Because I mean, people run their business sure. off of Facebook. I mean, they're they're if if people get their livelihood taken away by getting taken off Facebook or getting their their uh, uh, their page suppressed, I mean, this isn't this is really not fair. 
you know, for one, yeah. because I mean, if, if someone has a view, we do have freedom of speech. It goes into that. Correct. Right. So, well, it's a classic case of having it both ways. So mm-hmm. like your Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, they'll argue and go, look at, we're not the publisher, like mm-hmm. the press, we're just the platform to let people self-publish, yeah. right? So you can't regulate us, but then they turn around and then they'll censor and suppress and shadow ban and regulate the speech that's on the platform. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, which one is it? Because if you're regulating the platform, then you're saying you have some type of control over it, right. which then puts you into the press category, like a yeah. free press, yeah. right? Uh, if you're not, and you're just the publisher of it, then, and you're not creating the content, then uh, you, you don't you don't get to regulate. Yeah. So it's like they're kind of in this quasi state right now where they're having the best of both worlds. Hey, man, we just create a platform, people self-publish, but we also want to pick and choose what can be what what can be said and yeah. what can't be said. Right. And we're seeing this. Oh, my gosh. Like, especially in the last two years, for sure. And it's pretty one directional. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of even. And here's the thing. This should worry Christians and believers, but it's worrying non-Christians. It's it's yeah. worrying the people that are out in the secular culture. Mm-hmm. You go to, uh, you know, Adam Carolla podcast, or you go to Joe Rogan podcast, or you go to uh, Tim Dillon, or all these other guys that are not believers and pretty carnal and depraved. Mm-hmm. And they can even see with the moral code that's been written on their conscience by God that this is some type of suppression. Yeah. And even guys like Rogan and Dillon, who aren't necessarily conservative, can see that it's happening in one direction. Mm-hmm. That's the real crazy thing. Yeah. Is if you talk about uh God, and we'll get into some of these examples later. Mm-hmm. If you're talking about God, if you're talking about um the sin of homosexuality, uh, if you're talking about abortion and uh every preborn baby having a right to life, those things are all getting shadow banned, suppressed, and censored. Right. Yet you have vitriol from mostly the progressive left that are espousing these anti-biblical unscientific, crazy, hateful speech, Mm -hmm. and it just goes without a pass. Yeah. And we have to submit to what they're saying, you know, it it is what they want. And if you have a a different point of view, then you're the bad guy. You're the one making things difficult in this world. You're the one that is, uh, you know, putting them, putting people in harm's way by talking about it. It's like, you know what? I, I think, I think there have been Plenty of times in history where someone said something crazy, right? Right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Whether in the press, <laughs> I'm sure I've said something crazy on this podcast, and people are just like, "What? He said what?" But uh, oh, we deleted. We yeah, take yeah, it. Right. <laughs> You're right. They will never but, hear it, Jason. Yeah. Right. No. But <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, like you know, there is a line that is crossed where we have to have some kind of regulation for sure. Right. Um, yeah. uh, I don't, I don't know. I haven't really honestly thought about the, uh, the, the extremely big topic of freedom of speech, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, like, cause I mean, it is broad. I mean, it, you know, like you could go down so many rabbit holes, but sure. if you're just sticking to, you know, freedom of speech, I believe everyone that has an opinion about something should be able to share that opinion on their page on Facebook, you know, uh, or, or Twitter or wherever it is. And as long as it's not so crazy, you know, it's like, I think that there stands a, 
you know, a safeguard there for so, I mean, them that's, with that's freedom good, of speech, right? That's, that's a good point, though. So what is so crazy, though? So even you preference that with even if it's not so crazy. So mm-hmm. that so that's the point. Is like there's a gray area where yeah. you even said even if it's so crazy. So what does that mean to you? Like what does so crazy mean? Yeah. To where they're well, saying, hey, we're saying you... Things that I wouldn't say on this podcast. <laughs> right. I know. <laughs> or in life, probably. But, 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 but you, you see know, the problem? Because yeah, big yeah, tech yeah. comes back, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, mm-hmm. whatever, and they're like, well, we think it's so crazy if someone says that marriage is between a man and a woman. Right, right. Um, right. That if you post America, America, God shed his grace on thee, a trailer mm-hmm. about a hymn, we're going to pull it. Right. And... And that's actually an example that we had. It was a trailer for a documentary uh, earlier last year, and a Google spokesperson said, oh, well, um, it it didn't meet our sensitive events policy uh, designed to protect users from harmful advertising. And the the public was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And after pushback, after a couple million people, you know, tweeted and retweeted and outraged, they said, oh, we enforce our policies consistently regardless of political or religious affiliation, but uh, we're sorry about this one. This one got mislabeled. Mm. And it's like, so that's what we're up against is they continually take a foot and then give four inches back. Right. And go, oh, 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 whoops, whoops, we're sorry. It's been hard watching, you know, people online that have actual data about this pandemic and even doctors that want to talk about it that are being shadow banned, suppressed. You can't say certain things unless Fauci said it, you know, even even on, even on our podcast, I think we may have even crossed their line. I mean, I don't know if you remember, but a few months ago, I mean, we were getting thousands of views on our Facebook page you know, thousands of, you know, uh, likes on a few of our posts. I mean, maybe not every time or whatever, but there were at yeah. least that many people seeing it. Right. And oh, it's dropped probably 60 or 70% yeah, over the last few months, at least because we talked about CRT, we could talk, sure. talk about crit- critical Critical race, race theory. theory. We talked about vaccine, vaccine stuff, COVID stuff, yeah. COVID stuff, pandemic stuff, and even Trump stuff. Yeah, I think we have, uh, you know, just I mean, you you can't talk about certain events within a an election uh, without bringing up both parties that are involved in the election. So uh, for us, honestly, on Facebook, I think it's just going to take a couple people with a vendetta to label it as hate speech because I've gotten right. warnings from Facebook. Hey, yeah. this doesn't go with our community guidelines. Mm. You keep doing this, we're going to take action. And I think they take that algorithm. They take action instantly. Mm-hmm. They shadow ban. So yeah. you know. Yeah. You have whatever, 2,000, 5,000, 10,000 people on your Facebook page mm-hmm. and maybe the uh, the normal algorithm. And these are all kind of close numbers. No one really knows, but maybe 20% of your people see your posts. Gotcha. So if you have 10,000 people, only 2,000 people are seeing those. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They automatically do that right from the top from everyone mm-hmm. because they want you to pay to boost the ad right. to see your own followers, right. which is insanity. Yeah. That changed, I don't know, six or eight years ago, a while right. ago. Uh, when you start getting warnings, they shadow ban. So they will, um, and for anyone who's not familiar with that term, just means that they, they won't ban you or stop you from posting, but it's a shadow ban, meaning uh, they just won't push it out to followers and other people. Yeah. So you, you're posting, you're posting for yourself. No yeah. one's seeing it. Yeah. Or a very, very, very small amount of people are seeing it. Mm-hmm. So when we had posts going from two to five thousand likes down to uh, you know two two hundred to two hundred fifty likes, in or even a week, two or three likes. <laughs> oh, sometimes the more controversial ones get very yeah. very few, right? And right. 
that's what I think most people are upset about is there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's right. been covered before uh, uh, in public and mm-hmm. on podcasts and, and in, in the news uh, a little bit, but not by mainstream. Yeah. But even Jack Dorsey, who is the uh, you know CEO of Twitter, came out and was like, yeah, we just basically have an algorithm and then it's ma- it's it's up to the per- – it gets flagged, but it's up to the personal employee of Twitter to ban it or not. Right, yeah. That's insanity to me. There's like yeah. no – it's just that person sees it and goes, oh, yeah, you, you know, uh, I don't believe in Reformed theology. I don't believe in right. uh, that marriage is between a man and a woman, or yeah. I do believe that a woman has a right to choose banned. Right. And now we've gotten, to, and I'm just using those examples, but other things have been but banned But it's as probably well, too. happened in that Oh, absolutely. Form, you know. So then you just have one single person at a large corporation who... Right. Doesn't gets like offended. A, gets offended yeah. or doesn't doesn't agree uh, religiously or politically with a post and then bans it. Right. And I know that uh, some of our friends in the podcast community as well as in the reform community that do this kind of stuff, they've reached out to mm-hmm. us and said, "Have you guys been seeing some issues and this and that?" And even posted about it. Hey, you know, we're not getting the views or the interaction that we used to get, and we haven't changed anything. Yeah, content's the same. Posting hours the same. How much content? the places they're posting it, and then you see a dramatic shift. Dramatic. And most Americans are apathetic about this. Uh They're like, they don't care. They're like, just, you know, as long as I can see my news sources and hit a couple friends and get a couple likes on a funny meme, like no one, I don't want to say no one, very few people, but I think it's growing, understand the consequences of when you have basically state-ran media and private-ran media coming together Uh to censor certain things. Yeah. And and it's and it's hard to watch. That's for sure. Uh, it, do you want to turn to Titus one ten through eleven? Sure. Uh, you got it pulled up there. Sure. If you're watching the live video, Titus chapter one verses ten through eleven. For there are many who are insubordinate, empty talkers, and deceivers, especially those of the circumcision party. They must be silenced, since they are upsetting whole families by teaching for shameful gain what they ought not to teach. Yeah, and this is a great verse. Now, clearly in context, he's talking about the issues that were going on with the Gentiles and the Jews, Mm -hmm. right? But I think this verse helps us kind of encapsulate the bigger issue that's going on now. The Word of God is timeless, right? Yeah. So we don't ever want to take Titus 1, 10, and 11 and go, see, they're talking exactly about tech censorship and Christians being censored. No, absolutely not, because that wasn't around back then, and of course we know that. But he's making a broader point here that there are many who are insubordinate, empty talkers, and deceivers, especially Mm -hmm. those of the circumcision party, even even the people that you think you trust, he's saying, even the fellow Jews of Mm -hmm. the circumcision party, that are deceivers and and, uh, empty talkers, and they must be silenced. They are upsetting uh, whole families by teaching for shameful gain. And look, that's part of that's part of Facebook right there. And that's part yeah. of social media where people are passing around some crazy story, you know, from a news outlet that no one's really heard of. And I mean, to be honest, I I sift through a lot of different stories, even even if. if uh, Ben Shapiro, Newsmax, whoever it is, you yeah. know, it, it, yeah. I mean, even even the dreadful CNN, if they say something and it sounds interesting, 
I will make sure <laughs> that story is a good story to bring up on Newsy News before I just throw it in there, right? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, empty talkers and deceivers. I mean, you know, there's there's plenty of that going on. I mean, satire is, you know, there's so many people that used to send Babylon B stuff to me. And I was just like, you guys, this is satire. This is fun. They're just having fun. <laughs> this right. isn't really. Or you would have, be having a conversation with someone. They'd be like, did you hear? You know, and they bring up a Babylon B story. And you're just like, oh, it's my kinda, gosh. It's kind of crazy, though, because like Babylon B is now like conspiracy oh, doing, theory and Babylon B is like they're merging both. together. Almost. Yeah, yeah. The, it's it's like, not the B. It's yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like they, they, they predicted the future on a lot of stuff. Right. I think if you go to their website, they have a whole section where they did satire and mm-hmm. then the satire came true. <laughs> like, what the it heck? It seems like you told me about that. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, uh, the awesome. one I like that I think really uh, kind of puts us in the right mind to talk about this is Romans 1, uh, 18. Yeah. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness. I think we're seeing the wrath of God right now. Yep. And unrighteousness of men who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. Yeah. So the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who by their own unrighteousness, the depravity of men, Uh suppress the truth. Yeah. And I think that's what's happening here is they're not... Uh, preaching against the truth, uh, which they are in some some aspects when yeah. they're when they're that far gone, but they're suppressing it. They're going, yeah. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to know about it. Nope, this is what I think is the truth. We're going to suppress it, push it down. Uh, you know, call put, good evil, call and good evil, evil good. Evil good yeah. Put it in the dark. And this is the this is the new enlightenment. This is the new truth. Mm. And I think the main way that you do that right now is through tech. Yeah, I yeah. mean, everyone's phone is an extension of their body. Right. Um, my wife just went to a conference, um, homeschool conference. She was gone for three days and she came back and she said, I heard this talk and I don't know who it was by and I can get it for anyone who wants to know. Just let me know. Uh, but it was just about the scientific data, which is now seven years old. It was from 2013, the scientific data showing how the brain chemistry in children is changed when they have devices, video games, Hmm. tablets, phones in their hand, and they're using them. Yeah. It actually rewires the synapses on how you learn, your attention, uh, all these different things. And it's just amazing that, you know, Apple goes, oh, we'll take care of you. We'll just put a little app in there that says how long you've been on your phone. Well, geez, have you ever checked that? It's sometimes can be depressing. Yeah, right. It's like, oh, you average six hours a day on your phone. You know, whatever. And some people can, hey, you work from it. You got to do that kind of stuff. I work from my phone and my tablet. I get it. But at the same time, it's like, how is that changing us? When we're supposed to be conformed into the glory of God, we're being conformed into the secular culture. Yeah. You know? And so if everyone has an extension of their body, the phone in their hand, the best way to suppress truth in unrighteousness is through tech. Right. Is through social media, is through news sources, is through videos, Right. It makes me think of E E Wall E Wally or Wally. Wally. Remember that movie? Wally. Wally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where where everybody's like sitting in a chair and the chair floats and they're all like really big and yeah. they're just super lazy. Super, you know, like I think I think tech could be such a great thing. I mean, you can use this computer to do so many different things. Use the phone for so many different things. But what do most people use it for? Look up cat videos. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, something, something. Yeah, yeah, memes or whatever, you know. But then again, you can learn a lot of theology from memes, guys. So don't forget <laughs> that. <laughs> I wonder if, like, 
if uh, if there was like a group of people sitting in a room that uh, were like, hey, we got this internet thing coming out and it's going to be awesome to indoctrinate the masses. Yeah, and there was right. one guy that raised his hand and he was like, yeah, but Christians will be able to use it too and hmm. be able to preach the gospel with it. Yeah. And the rest of the group was just like, nah, we can count on them just to, you know, not some will use it, right. but the masses will love to be distracted from everyday life. Yeah. And I feel like, Yes, the internet can be used for good, but yeah. I think sometimes we're like failing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Drastically at it. Yeah. That's why I when we, when we yeah. look at guys like what they're doing at like Lord TV, I know we've had them on the podcast a mm-hmm. few times, Marcus and stuff like that. They're like, no, we're going to use technology to not only advance the kingdom, but to almost like put it in the face of the secularist and be like, no, you don't own art. You right. don't own the medium. Right. You don't own technology. Uh, actually, Christ does, and he's ruling and reigning over it, and yeah. we're going to use it for God's glory. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, going back to Romans one eighteen, it's mm-hmm. like that's exactly what they're doing, man. They're yeah. suppressing the truth. Well, do you want to go to Second Corinthians four four? Do it. Um what do you got? Second Corinthians four four, in their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Wow. Yeah. That's heavy. I mean that that verse is it's it's spot on. You know? So for those listening too, if you read that, it's God, lowercase g, of this world, yeah, referring to the principalities of this air, Satan, Lucifer. Mm. Um, and he's saying it's keeping them blind in their minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. Have you ever had a discussion with someone and they just, they're so blinded to just a simple truth yeah. that it's almost just like you're hitting, your, you're banging your head against yep. a wall? Yep. And and my wife and I have this conversation often. We're like, how can someone be that? An Arminian. No, <laughs> joke. How Whoever's can, out there, we love you. How, how can they you. believe in <laughs> autonomous free will? Uh, guys, uh, just joking, guys. But are them. we? No, I'm joking. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, no, I get but it. But we have I this conversation it. of like, like, how can people be so blinded to such a simple truth that seems so clear? That seems so uh, crystal clear to us. And, you know, my wife said one time, she goes, well, they're blinded to the truth mm. by the ruler of this ear, by, air, by their own sin, by no. their you know own depravity. And you're just like, oh, that's what it means. A veil over your eye. That's what it means when you can't even see a simple truth in front of you. And, to, you know, to me, I go, that's so simple. And then the Lord reminds me, well, it wasn't simple before. Right. You knew me. Isn't that the truth? Before yeah. I regenerated you, before <laughs> right. uh, my my grace saved you, like yeah. lest you forget, yeah. like everyone else out there, don't 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 sit on some type of right. uh, podium, mm-hmm. you know, uh, some pedestal, excuse me, yeah. and just how how can they not know? They're so yeah. you know ignorant. It's like yeah. They are ignorant, and so were you right. before Christ. Yep. Uh, and that's part of the enlightenment of Christ, too. Well, that sounded a little new agey. Mm. Sorry, Steve Bancars, if you're listening. Uh, sorry, Steve. The enlightenment of Christ. Yeah. You know what I mean? But being, no, yeah. being enlightened in being the way of Christ, being light, you know what I mean? Yeah. Bringing us into that marvelous light yeah, is what I meant. For sure. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I think that as we move along into yeah. the future, I truly do believe that there is going to be something that happens to where we can actually uh well let me let me i'm trying to figure out the way to the right way to say this because okay there are countries that cannot even get a bible now yeah you know 
the the somebody will be thrown in jail for nine years. I remember hearing about one guy having one page of the Bible, and that's so sad. And and you really think to yourself, like, where are we headed? You know, and uh, and even myself being uh, optimistic, ah, mill, post mill, whatever I am. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I'll 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 land in both camps. Not but, dispensational you know, yeah, premium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not dispensational <laughs> premium. But but you know what, man? Like it does make you wonder where the future is headed and how we are going to be able to keep uh even a Bible in our home because what what is going to be taken from us once our freedom is taken from us, you know. Yeah. And that's uh what is kind of happening right now. Like we're in this in-between stage where it's like, you know, like the next 10 years, what if it, what if, if it did get worse, how do we have the word of God in front of us? You know, is it even going to be allowed on the internet? You know, is, are they going to come to our homes and have sniffing dogs that smell the leather in the pages and pull them from our home? You know, are we going to have to have thumb drives that are undetected (laughs) <laughs> to be able yeah. to read the word. Well, that's you know, happening I in mean, other countries right now. Right. right? Yeah. Is that so, going to end up here? Are there going to be sections of the Bible taken out because it's not inclusive enough? And it's like, I, I mean, think that's our, that, that is where we're headed. Yeah. If things keep going the way that they're going. Mm-hmm. Um, here's, and another, that's why we need to speak up. Is, oh no, absolutely. You know, I think that's why we talk about the COVID stuff, yeah, the vaccine yeah. passport stuff. Yeah. Like people are like, oh, just Don't be get, silent. Just love your neighbor and get your vaccine. And it's like, okay, there's a greater push behind that though. When you're talking mm-hmm. about vaccine passports and you're talking about showing your papers yeah. to see if you can go into a marketplace, which is on the table right now. Yeah. That's what they're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Okay. California just mm-hmm. passed their uh uh law for their um state workers that said they have to be vaccinated if they want to come into work. <laughs> All government workers, okay? They have a bill in California right now that's saying for the public, if you want to go into any major grocery store, you can go into a little mom and pop one if you want, but if you want to go into a Walmart, a Target, right, a Kroger, the big one, you have to be vaccinated. They're going to pass that law in California. Yeah, yeah. So you're going to relegate certain people to certain stores, other people to other stores, all in the name of health and science, which we know neither is true, right? right? Because the scientific data just doesn't back doesn't it up. Back. Yeah. But that's why we talk about these things because it is going to affect the church. Yeah. It w- whether your eschatology says the vaccine is the uh, mark of the beast and you can't get it injected or you say it's the spirit of the antichrist mm-hmm. and this is uh you know just another thing that either lends us to trust Christ or to trust man um whatever that eschatology is at the end of the day it's still going to put Christians and true believers in a place to make a choice and go, okay, am I going to trust in the government and in man, basically the the 666, the mark of man, or am I going to trust in God who provides for sparrows? So he's going to provide for me every day. Yeah. Uh, And I think that's where it even says, you know, and we're not, this isn't an eschatology episode, Mm -hmm. but when people say, oh man, it's a, it's an actual mark on your wrist or forehead. I don't know, man. I think that's, that's pretty straightforward. Most people would go, no. It says in Revelation that if even the elect mm-hmm. were not elect, they would be fooled by how 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 sneaky this is going to be, yeah. how it's going to slip in on 
safety and security and yeah. world peace and love your neighbor. And aren't we seeing that right now? Well, Jay Cameron brought up a lot of really good points in his yeah, go back and episode, listen to that. Yeah, that we that we did with about him. a month ago. I mean, all about everything that was happening in Canada. And I th- I'm pretty sure you or him said something about Canada usually being four or five years ahead of us. Yeah. Um, and like socially, uh, just yeah, socially. a little more progressive. Right. So like, you know, as it comes south down into America, I mean, you know, we are going to have the same type of things happening, happening here unless... The church speaks up. And sure. this is not, you know, I'm not talking about uh, physically hurting people whatsoever. Um, if there is any uh, censorship police out there listening to this, I'm just saying, like, go <laughs> to your local uh, administration and the local governments and go to the go to the senators, go to whoever, go to Greg, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, seriously, get out here and, and say something. If there is something that that you really feel strongly about. I mean, I, I, you know, my, my wife, um, with the mask mandates for children in schools, I mean, you know, she, uh, is a part of a group that is fighting against that. And, um, you know, and whichever side you're on, that's great. Okay. But, uh, my wife is really, you know, trying to fight that fight, sure. You know, with with others that truly do uh, feel a certain way about the mask mandates. So, well, for I think, children, I think and, you brought up a good point too. You uh-huh. said, "Oh, we need to, you know, like stand up and fight and and push back against this." Mm-hmm. And I think you're highlighting, you know, a, a great example of well, if we're censored on big tech, mm-hmm. then how do you do that? Well, that's why. We have to do what's biblical. People are like, yeah. what, man? I post a Christian meme once a week, and right. I say I have thoughts and prayers to my yeah. friends, and they all know that I'm a Christian. And it's like, well, if that's taken away from you, then what's left? Well, that's why the Bible says one-on-one discipleship and preaching the gospel to the people is so important. Yeah. Like, we're not going to—we've we had it good for 10, 12 years as Christians on mm-hmm. social media. It's yeah. not going to be that way for very long. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just looking at it, and I just know if things keep going the way that they're going— you will not be able to post certain things right. without it being fully censored. Yeah. So if I have a Facebook, you know, ministry, uh-huh. as I like to say, yeah. what I get on there and post a scripture verse, uh, I get on there question, and ask or... a question or say something theological about someone. It's like, no, man, that's not ministry. That's like, who are you discipling? Right. Who are you bringing alongside of you and holding accountable? And who's holding you accountable? Mm-hmm. Who are you um, counseling and 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 being accountable to in the actual? physical church, yeah. the gathering of the saints. That's yeah. why this whole COVID thing with not being able to gather is such a big deal to mm-hmm. us, because biblically, the Bible commands us to gather, commands mm-hmm. us to disciple, commands us to do all these things in person, not on social media, not like posting a verse every once in a while, right? or you know, a little quip or a quote. Yeah. Like that could be taken away tomorrow. Right. And it might be. Mm-hmm. We, we don't know the way it's going. So I think your point is valid in, in like, yeah, we have to stand up and push back against this, not only from the legislative side and the political side, but also understand that uh, us being Christians isn't us being Christians on Facebook. Yeah. It's as we go out into the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jesus didn't say, as you go on social media, make sure you post something nice about me right. every couple of days. Right. 
uh, and do your little Facebook ministry. Yeah. And I'm not trying to downplay anyone yeah, and who we're might not, have yeah, a large yeah. following on Facebook or anything like that. And it's good to, to you know have good exhortation out there online and, oh, 100%. and edifying the body and stuff. But again, but I'm, it's, but I'm it's, talking it's, to talking, the everyday yeah. Christian who's just kind of like, well, you know, people kind of know I know Jesus. I post some positive things online, mm-hmm. and that's my um, you know ministry or how I'm. Uh, evangelizing, and it's like, dude, that could be that that could be gone tomorrow. Right? Like, yeah. what they can't take from you, well, they can, but that's farther down the road. Uh-huh. Is you possibly. going <laughs> possibly is discipling other people, preaching yeah. the gospel? We see even that under fire yeah. as well, too. Yeah, and um, home churches being in, uh, invaded, you know, and broken up. Oh, for sure. And uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, you want to want to wrap it up here? You, you got some more? Actually, you got some well, more verses. I, I got a couple more verses here, and this one I really like uh, just because I love Proverbs, but it's so encouraging to me. So we talk about all this stuff, and we go, oh my gosh, you know, Big Tent, Big Tech is censoring all these people. They're censoring Christians. They're censoring conservatives. Um, and it's not just necessarily that we're sitting here and going, conservatism's the only way, or we're being political. Yeah. It's just that conservatism lines up mostly with what's biblical, for yeah. the most part, mm-hmm. okay? There's crony capitalism, and there are all these other things within conservatism that is wretched, and I yeah. get it. But when you're talking about nuclear family, uh, identifying that there's a creator, and there's there's one creator, and it's God alone, um, limited government, uh, focus on family and education, these are all conservative principles that the Bible preaches, right? Mm-hmm. They are specifically, uh, and we said this at the top of the show, they're specifically aiming for those type of principles mm-hmm. and biblical principles. Mm-hmm. So Proverbs 4:23 is always an encouragement for me which says keep your heart with all uh, vigilance for from it flows the spring of life. Mm. So when we have been redeemed by Christ, our heart has springs of life flowing from it. So keep vigilant. Yeah. Keep the fight vigilant. Yeah. Um don't be discouraged when that thing gets shadow banned or taken down. Um get righteously angry. Yeah. Get righteously upset about it. Um, but I would also say, don't rely on your meme that gets banned because it's hate speech. That's your ministry as well, too. Or that's, that's, you're so upset, dude, go out into the streets, the highways and the byways, as you go into the marketplace, as you go into your work, as you go and enjoy uh, nature with your family, all those different things that we do, that, that is where we preach Christ crucified and risen. Yeah. You know, so I think our paradigm needs to shift a little bit. Yes, we need, and, and I'm in that too. I'm writing resolutions right now in Monroe County that are going to help fight some of these things. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing it legislatively, but, um, you know, we can't be discouraged. We have to keep vigilant and understand that social media is not the be all and say all right. for our faith. Right. And, and I mean, you know, think about it. I, I think it was, it might've been Doug Wilson, uh, who I always, <laughs> Yeah. have a quote from Absolutely. or or someone uh you know uh from Toby or whoever it is but uh you know what is Christ doing right now he's sitting at the right hand of the father mm. you know like Ruling he's, and reigning. he's just he's just sitting there right like i mean he's he's very comfortable in that in that uh in that seat and mm. you know like like why are we sometimes so just like oh my gosh did you hear about what happened or like you know some some get online and they got to write this super long post and make sure everybody knows what they're thinking about. And you know what? Like some of it can be very great. Yeah. <laughs> some, some of it, but like watch, watch yourself online sometimes, like what you're saying. And, um, and, and even, you know, that, that goes for us as well on this podcast. I mean, like the, you know, like we, we have to be salt and light, 
when it comes down to it. We have to be salt and light, but we also carry a sword, right? Like, I mean, we know how to use it. Yeah, we know how to use it. It's meekness. You know, and we should know our Bible. We should know theology. It's not a bad thing to know who you serve and why you serve them. Absolutely. You know, theology is to know God. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We've heard people say, oh, well, I don't really get into end times eschatology and yeah. the original Hebrew and the Greek, right. and I just want to love God and love myself and yeah. and show love to other people. And it's like, you don't know how to love yourself and other people unless you know how to love God first. <laughs> right, exactly. And you don't know how to love yeah. God unless you know who God is, yeah. and you don't know who God is unless you have sound biblical theology and doctrines. Yeah, yeah, amen. So it all comes yeah. back to that. Yeah, amen. And at the end of the day, I would encourage everyone who's listening, stay strong in the faith, mm-hmm. uh, be in your word, yeah. and... And don't uh, get discouraged when when social media does not become a means to an end anymore, because we were never meant for that. Man. Right. We're meant for in-person gospel preaching, in-person fellowship, yep. and that's what we're going to continue to do whether Amen. the government lets us or not. Yep. Amen. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and as always, God bless. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Dead Men Walking Podcast for full video podcast episodes and clips, or email us at deadmenwalkingpodcast at gmail.com. None your biscuits. Be sure to check us out at dmwpodcast.com where you can purchase the best and snarkiest merch on the internet, support the show, and leave us a review or message. Dead Men Walking can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Dead Men Walking Podcast and on Twitter X at Real DMW Podcast. The Dead Men Walking Podcast is part of the Fight Laugh Feast Network. For exclusive show content, be sure to download the Pub TV app and become a member. If you're a business that needs to reach hundreds of thousands of potential customers in your demographic, podcast advertising might be for you. Send all inquiries to Dead Men Walking Podcast at gmail.com. None your biscuits.